Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I guess if we have to, let's go ahead and do this thing. Good morning. It is the uh, KCO Day radio program, and uh, today is Groundhog Day, I guess. So uh, prepare for, let's see, prepare for, you know, Puxatani. Uh What time is that? Ross, will you look up and see what time we're going to do the, the stupidity up there in New England? By the way, uh, I'm sure Tom Brady didn't mention that either in his um, retirement statement. So basically, if you were in New England and you had anything to do with Tom Brady during the the early part of his career, uh, he didn't mention you in his uh, retirement thing yesterday. So I found that incredibly amusing. And I would point out that it actually coincided with what I explained was going on, and I still now, I more firmly believe, was going on. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that Tom Brady was retiring. Tom Brady, uh, via his agent and uh, on his own Instagram, came out and said, no, I haven't made up my mind. Everyone knew that should he remain on the roster for the Buccaneers by February 4th, the team was going to have to pay him a, a big, fat bonus. And if he's not going to play next year, the team was not going to be inclined to keep him on the roster because that's $15 million they can use elsewhere. So, and there was some bad blood between Tom Brady and Adam Schefter leading up to that. So Tom Brady was throwing Adam Schefter under the bus because he could, but Schefter had it right. And Tom Brady retired because he's a quitter. But... Arguably, and I think people would uh, agree, probably the best Buccaneers quarterback ever. Going to go into the hole like that, so good for him. I'm assuming he's going to do some one of those weird 10-day contracts with the Patriots. If you, if you don't know, that's how they end up doing that. When somebody wants to retire as part of a certain team, what will happen is they'll essentially they'll make the retirement announcement, and they will then get signed by whatever the team is, and like uh, uh, Brett Favre did this, because Brett, you remember Brett Favre obviously played for the Packers, but then he went and played for the Jets for like a year, and they played for the Vikings for a couple years. When he finally retired, he signed a a short term contract for like a dollar or whatever with um um the Packers, so that he could retire as a Green Bay Packer. And um, 
there you go. And then off to the Hall of Fame, and that's how that works. So, I, But I didn't see that announced yesterday. I'm assuming that's happening. Wait, wouldn't that be a thing if it's not happening? There were some, there were some very upset Patriots fans yesterday, and it was very fun to uh, read all about their butthurt on, uh, on the Twitter. He, he put out a retirement announcement, and he didn't, he didn't say anything about us. What's up with that? To which I say that. <clears throat> so, uh, anyway, do we figure out uh, Groundhog Day, what time they do the Puxitani thing? That's in one hour, 13 minutes. One hour and 13. What a weird time. It's so like 7.20 yeah, or have, something? Yeah, they have a countdown clock on the, uh, their official website uh, in Puxitani. All right, so, yes, there you go. So, uh, <clears throat> we, will, we will be on the air. And if the math works, we'll probably be in the second segment of the uh, next hour. So uh, we can get you that news directly. So you don't have to worry about, you know, catching it elsewhere. All right, coming up on the show, uh, we got a Golden Corral story, because why not? Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended. Um, yep, so she's suspended. I don't, you know, what's going to happen with that? I don't know. Uh the uh, uh, Twitter, so Twitter yesterday was promoting a story. You know, so if you go on Twitter, there are promoted stories, uh, stories that the Twitter algorithm and what other individuals weigh into this essentially have deemed an important enough story to prioritize and push out to uh, tons of people. The problem is the story yesterday was a Reuters story on the use of ivermectin and its effectiveness against COVID-19 per a Japanese study. Obviously, that's interesting because if you were to use the word ivermectin in proximity to a smart device here six months ago, you'd probably end up on a list because it's always listening. But... Um, they're promoting that story. They 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 canceled accounts. This is largely uh, that's largely what uh, made Joe Rogan end up on people's radar initially, because his doctor prescribed it, and then CNN made it sound like he was eating horse paste rather than taking the prescribed pills provided by his physician. And 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 now they have a story here, which which if you think about it creates a scenario for one of the most evil aspects of all of this, and that is media and quote-unquote experts who essentially did everything in their power to downplay the potential effectiveness. They didn't know. And, you know, they, and they could have been right. They could have been right that it was ineffective, but they did everything in their power, including politicians who was, and uh, who essentially shamed pharmacists into refusing to prescribe it. So the question becomes, how many people did they potentially kill? Yes, it is that serious. Because of their actions, there is a likelihood, even if it's one person, there's a likelihood that somebody may have died because they denied them the ability to go ahead and get a hold of a uh, secondary treatment. 
that's some dark stuff, man. And Twitter's just promoting it like, you know, it's a, like it's a Tuesday. Because, you know, it was a Tuesday. But that's pretty crazy. All right, so we'll get to uh, all that and uh, much more. we got some stuff going on today here in North Carolina from a, a Supreme Court standpoint. Uh, lots to get to. It is the KCO Day radio program. Hang on. Uh- Ten years of news twice an hour and smart talk all day. 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM talk in the Triangle. All right, good morning. It is uh, 619 here on the Wednesday edition of the KCO Day radio program. What is this? The longest lightning bolt ever recorded, 477 miles long, over three states. Sorry, I just saw this headline. Um... Well, which states? Why do you, you know what? And then I get 19 flipping pop-ups. This is Associated Press's website. Holy cow. All right, well, for whatever reason, then that goes to some sort of correction. So uh, there was a big old lightning bolt, but it didn't murder anybody. And if it did, you know, you wouldn't be listening to this broadcast, so how would you know? Now, the big story today, and... uh been doing a lot of reading on this, and I got to tell you, um, when you start making these comparisons, it makes me very nervous. That, of course, is the continued fire at the the fertilizer plant in uh, Winston-Salem, and luckily, I have seen the ability of social media and some members of the media to turn this into a wide variety of things that, well, it just isn't, okay? Uh, yes, uh, attaching uh, attaching race to it and um, um, doing uh, demographical breakdowns of the neighborhoods in in vicinity to the uh, uh, to the plant, which um, you know really neglects to point out that the the order of operation here. So. The fertilizer plant there in Winston-Salem predates almost any house in the vicinity, specifically of the one-mile radius in which is being evacuated. So people who were, because people were sitting here yesterday, and I was seeing this, they were going, well, isn't it interesting that this tragedy is uh, taking place in in, uh, neighborhoods that demographically are uh, neighborhoods of color? And, you know, that's because they're willing to stick one of these plants right in the middle of a neighborhood of people, of uh, BIPOC people. Yeah, so I've seen this stupidity yesterday, and I'm just like, um, I don't know. Did anybody bother to figure out when they built that plant and what was up there at the time? Because something tells me uh, one may precede the other. But, you know, don't let that, uh, don't let that stop you. Um. In this case, though, the, uh, the, the threat of an explosion with that much ammonium nitrate. Now, I don't know all of the numbers, and they don't even know whether it would, in fact, explode, and if it does, uh, what it would look like. But I want to remind you of something. Do you remember the explosion in Beirut 
that looked like somebody had put a nuke off. And I mean, to the point where it cleared cloud cover in this, you know, in that circular fashion. And and at first, I think some people were sitting there looking at it, going, "Did you know? Did somebody just detonate a nuke? What the hell happened?" And it turned out to be a large storage, a uh, large storage component of ammonium nitrate. I don't want to worry anybody, but this is why if, when you're when the city's like, "Hey, if you're in this area, you need to evacuate." That's why the city's telling you if you're in this area, you need to evacuate. Because if something like that happened there, you don't want it, you let alone you don't want to be within a mile of it, probably even further than that. Now, is the studio in which Ross is broadcasting far enough? Yes. That's going to be far enough away. That's going to be far enough away, 112 miles or 111 miles. I mapped it, so that would be that would be okay. But if you're closer than that, just know that I don't know that they they have a a good understanding of exactly how big an explosion what it would look like, which is why they're you know they're they're leaning into being more cautious here. So. But that's just that's just crazy. I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures, the drone footage there. Um, but here, uh, let's let's get the latest from uh, the fire chief. Trey Mayo said, in his thirty-three years of service, no fire ever has ever put him on edge like the one burning at the Weaver fertilizer plant. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, officials said that there's still the risk that the plant could explode, endangering thousands of homes and businesses within a mile of the facility. The potential for an explosion is still there. We have to be patient and just observe and keep safe distance and with safe zones established until we get to the point we can re-enter the site and start assessing. That's a quote from uh, Bobby Wade, who is uh, Fire Division Chief there. Even then, even once you think you got it out, you know, there's so many little pockets. There, there are things that may still be smoldering, embers, if you will. Uh, the inherent danger of having to go into that area is going to be crazy. The plant, which again is 80 years old, has been burning since Monday night. Officials say there hasn't been much improvement overnight. Uh, still active burning on the scene. Conditions overnight not improved. So uh, we're going to keep the one-mile radius. This is the very latest from this morning. This is from uh, WFMY. Still urging folks within the one-mile radius of the plant to evacuate as soon as possible. <clears throat> yeah, you're going to want to have to do that. Uh, they estimate there's 600 tons of ammonium nitrate. Holy cow. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, okay, good. They include it in this story. Um, there was a fertilizer plant down in Texas that exploded a number of years ago. I remember that. That killed. Uh, that killed, what, 15 people. 
Here we go. Trey Mayo said his 33 years of service, this could be potentially the largest explosion in U.S. history. Mayo cited the deadly 2013 fertilizer plant fire in West Texas, which had three times less ammonium nitrate inside. Three times less. And they say it should serve as a reminder of the seriousness of the situation. I got to look this up and figure out how much ammonium nitrate they had there in Beirut. Because I just remember watching that video and was like, holy crap. Uh, Mayo said the Weaver plant passed inspection in December. However, he said the building is older than some fire codes have been in existence. No workers were inside the building when the fire started. No injuries reported. That's good. Fire officials say it could be a while before they're able to get inside the plant and investigate the cause of the fire. Um, then they had some uh, spokespeople from the uh, the plant there just talking about working with folks. and Oh, they even included a tweet from the governor. Governor Cooper, my office is in communication with the North Carolina Emergency Management, Public Safety, and local officials regarding the dangerous fire in Winston-Salem. I appreciate the work of firefighters, and the state will continue to provide any assistance necessary to get the fire under control. Unless they're not vaccinated, then fire them all. You know, if we're going to be accurate on his position as it pertains to uh, firefighters and other first responders. What? I strive for accuracy. It's what we do around here. Uh, all right. So um, that's your update on that. Uh, we will update you on the, a few other things still going on today. And we'll do it coming. 1061 FM Talk and 94.5 WPTI. Two stations driving the best in talk. This is Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News. I know it's a little early to threaten them with it, but uh, if you want to mess with your kids this morning, there is a great story out there. According to uh, officials, let's see here, in uh, Sweden, a brown bear, a specific brown bear, has been running around and murdering all the reindeer. They say this far it has killed 38 reindeer since emerging from hibernation, so... Uh, I'm not sure who of the uh, the traditional uh, Santa staff who is there, but um, uh, some of them are probably dead. All right, so coming up this morning, the uh, Washington football team, the Washington Redskins, as they were known, um, they have a big to do where they're gonna they're gonna announce their new name. It's very exciting, it's very secret, very exciting. It'll be on NBC's Today Show. Uh, I'm not sure what time, don't care. Um, So, yeah, so they started teasing that this was going to be a thing. There was just a problem. Um, To get prepared for what will uh, will likely be the uh, the rush of fans to snatch up all of the new gear supporting the team's new name, they stocked the team store already. So they're trying to keep this whole process secret. They're going to have the big reveal. It's going to be a whole thing. And they forgot that if you literally go through and stock the team store, which has windows, people can see through the windows and see that you're going to call the team the Washington Commanders. 
uh, which was, you know, they, they had that speculation here weeks ago, but now you all have confirmed it, basically, by stocking the team store and people seeing through the windows of the team store. All right, so uh, good, bad, don't care. I know there's a lot of Washington fans um, in North Carolina uh, just because, you know, before the Panthers got here, you had to root for somebody. And a lot of people gravitated towards the uh, the Redskins. So, anyway, Ross thinks Ross thinks they're just going to call them the commies. Yeah, they're so. going to call them the commies, and especially with the color scheme, right, because it's red and yellow. Yeah, yeah, it's got a whole China-Russia vibe thing going on there. There's no question, man. Plus, they're in Washington, D.C., so what are you going to do? All right, look at this. Look at somebody uh, did the research. So the uh, the amount of uh, ammonium nitrate that was that was in uh, Beirut as part of that explosion was 2,750 tons. So uh, Winston-Salem, what you're looking at is 600 tons. So thankfully, quite a bit less. That's not to say that it's not. Uh, it doesn't continue to be extremely dangerous. Oh, this is cool. Let's see here. So the, there's a um, a weapon yield chart here in this story. Let's see. So experts have estimated the size of the Beirut blast was equivalent to 200 to 300 tons of high explosives. All right, so I'm going to have to do the math pretty quick here. Um, Wow. Look at this. The largest such explosion, um, or the most deadly explosion of ammonium nitrate, in this case, ammonium sulfate and nitrate fertilizer happened in Germany, killing 565 people back in 1921. Um, and that put, let's see, 1,000 tons. Uh, this is not of it, but this is the equivalent TNT blast. Beirut blast was three to 400 tons. Um, where is Texas? All right, so the ammonium nitrate in Texas. Uh, where f- uh, 14, 14 or 15 people died. I've got conflicting numbers here. Then they have it lined up with uh, various missiles and stuff. Where's the one, the ninja missile? I don't see the ninja missile on here. That's more about shredding than exploding, I suppose. So, All right, 888-934-7874. Uh, the phone number you want to be on the show. So the North Carolina Supreme Court uh, will begin today's uh, redistricting case. Um, there was a bunch of back and forth where various activist groups and individuals were trying to get various justices to recuse themselves, as you can imagine. Uh, none of them did. Uh, which, by the way, is going to make things a lot more interesting. As we were chatting with uh, Pete Callender last week, uh, pointing out that we have, you know, Anita Earls, one of the justices there, literally was the author of a crazy map as it pertained to the breakout, the breakdown of Greensboro. Basically, 
you know, look like a, a three octopus intertwined with each other. And we'll have to sit there with a straight face looking at a map that has pretty delivered a, a deliberate a deliberate lines on it, right? Not a lot of weird little edges and things like that, and have to with a straight face if she is going to go the uh, partisan route, which, you know, God forbid that would happen. Um, we'll have to come to terms with uh, how completely different Uh, all right, now people are making bad Redskins jokes in my email. Uh, something that is completely different is less arduous, less crazy, and, uh, you know, have to uh, rule on that. And keep in mind, a bipartisan panel there, as much as Ariel is trying to make this sound like um, there's a lot of mixed opinion in previous court rulings, there's really not. You had a bipartisan group of uh, North Carolina appeals court judges that went through this, and they all said the same thing. They hate the maps, but they're legal. And so the Supreme Court is have to is going to have to overcome this bipartisan unanimous ruling from a panel of appeals court judges. And it should be that should be a very high bar. But there is so much money, so much activists, you know, people like Mark Elias and, uh, and others who have their finger in this pot while simultaneously celebrating that up in the state of New York, they may have found a map up there, drawn a map up there, will have like 26 Democrats and three Republicans, or four Republicans, 25 Democrats, whatever the number is. For all of you who think that, um, you know, many of these groups who are posing as... Um, Interested parties who want to see gerrymandering go away. No, they are 100% Democratic activist groups who want more Democratic members of Congress elected, which is fine. There's Republican activist groups. The difference is the media portrays them as down the middle or trying to solve the problem of gerrymandering or a whole host of other things that are complete nutter BS. Complete nutter BS. Yet, um, you know, they'll carry the water from a news cycle perspective. It's incredibly annoying. And uh, we're going to be immersed in this uh, here pretty quickly. Uh, all seven judges participating. Currently, Democrats hold a 4-3 advantage on the court. And the redistricting case will help decide who wields political power in the state for years to come. And they see, here we go, here's Ariel. Voting rights groups sued state Republican leaders. No. Democratic activist groups sued Republican leaders. Let's just be let's be very don't call them voting right voting rights groups. BS. Activist groups. Partisan political activist groups sued. Republicans have said they comply with map drawing guidelines when they created the congressional and state legislative districts. Uh, Republican lawmakers pressed two registered Democrats to sit out the case. And GOP law uh, and uh, Democratic lawmakers asked uh, uh, one Justice Phil Berger uh, to sit out the case again. All three said, uh, "Nope, nope, we're going to do this thing." So there you go. That'll get underway today. And there is a um... with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Yeah, there's a lot of questions as to how quickly this will go and uh, where exactly it will end up, but we'll find out. All right, 888-934-7874, back in just a bit. Your day, smarter, and celebrating 10 years of keeping you better informed. 1061 FM Talk and News Talk 94.5 WPTI. More with KC starts now. All right, good morning. It is uh, 6.50 here on the uh, KCO Day radio program. Groundhog Day, if that, uh, well, in most places, I should say, not in uh, Milltown, New Jersey. Yes, that's right, Milltown Mel, the weather-predicting groundhog, uh, he decided to cack right before Groundhog Day, and so they had to cancel their whole thing, so. Can't you still haul the groundhog out, though? And see if it casts a shadow. I mean, you have the carcass. Is this wrong? You think that would be traumatizing for the children if they went all weekend at Bernie's with the uh, dead groundhog? What? Bill de Blasio killed one. Now, granted, it didn't die right there. It died uh, horribly after a long day and a struggle of from internal bleeding and broken bones. Yes, uh, a post on the uh, city's Facebook page said, uh, we are sad to report that Milltown Mel recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. What, what, Milltown Mel is what? He's in Asgardia? I don't, anyway. Considering the average lifespan of a groundhog is about three years, it's not such a shock, but Mel left us at a tough time of the year, right before Groundhog Day, when most of his fellow groundhogs are hibernating. Although Pakistani Phil is the uh, most famous groundhog, the handlers of Milltown Mel claim Mel has a better track record than uh, Pakistani Phil. Which makes you wonder, if Mel has been showing up Pakistani Phil from a number standpoint, and all of a sudden, right before they're going to get into this, they they found uh, Mel dead, 
Could there be some sort of weird, creepy, jealous groundhog conspiracy? I don't know the answer to that. Let's see. We will work on getting our new weather prognosticator for next year, said city officials. And then encouraging people to check out uh, what all of Mel's cousins have to say with links to uh, individual communities that do have their own groundhog. Yeah, don't care. I'm not even 100% sure why we do this stupid thing. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, multiple stories on this. The city said that they tried everywhere to find a stand-in at last minute, but unfortunately they were unable to. Um, well, if these things only live three years, and you're talking about a track record, then, I mean, you got, what, three years to choose from? New York City's very own Staten Island Chuck, uh, not the original one because Bill de Blasio killed the original one, uh, will be making his weather prediction at a virtual event also at 720. So all of this is happening here in the next uh, 30 minutes. So, um, you know, stay tuned for that. Uh, the Pakistani Phil uh, will crawl out of his burrow in search of a shadow in front of a crowd at Gobbler's Knob at 6 a.m., well, I thought you said it was at 7.20. Why does the story say that it already happened? All right, now I'm confused. Very confused as to what's... Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll check that out here in just a moment. All right, let me hit on this uh, this other story here. Because I find this fascinating. I uh, saw this yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of your takeover ads. Wonderful. I'm sure people really love that. All right, so the uh, spinny wheel of death. You know that from a computer standpoint when, you're, when the computer's buffering or thinking about doing something? Well, your brain kind of does the same thing. Researchers from the University of California, Berkeley, have found that the human brain is on a delay. It basically, it is on a delay of about 15 seconds. So wrap your head around this concept. Essentially, whatever you're seeing, saying, doing, interacting with, understanding uh, through visual, uh, visual processing within your body is 15 seconds old by the time you realize it. So you listening to the sound of my voice right now, other well, other than the fact that we have a little bit of a delay here in the uh, in the air chain, but um, if we were talking to each other in person right now, by the time you comprehended this sentence that I'm telling you, it's 15 seconds after I spoke it is what they're claiming. Does this sound weird or what? But that's what researchers say is going on, and it's essentially due to the fact that our brains don't need uh, they don't want to overload. Um, uh, Professor David Whitney, senior author of the study, said if our brains were always updating in real time, the world would be a jittery place with constant fluctuations in shadow, light, and movement. You would feel like you're hallucinating all of the time. Okay, sign me up. Uh, instead, our brain is like a time machine. It keeps sending us back in time. It's like they... We have an app that consolidates our visual input every 15 seconds into one impression so we're able to handle everyday life. 
In the study, researchers set out to understand the mechanism behind change blindness, in which we don't notice subtle changes over time. So um, basically they had a bunch of videos that would slowly morph over the course of like 30 seconds, and they would do so at such a, at such a slow rate that uh, volunteers were not able to pick up that they had morphed. However, if you looked at the beginning shot and the end shot, they were significantly different. After viewing the videos, participants were asked to identify the final face that they saw. The results show the participants almost consistently chose a frame they had viewed halfway through the video rather than the final one. Again, 30-second video, halfway, 15 seconds, you get the gist. Uh, the professor said, one could say our brain is procrastinating. It's just too much work to constantly update images, so it sticks to the past because the past is a good predictor of the present. So we're all on a delay. We're all in the matrix, but we're all also, also on a delay, which would explain that, wouldn't it? It's like the whole thing is having to buffer anyway around us. Yeah, I was going to say, I read about this and like watched videos probably like a decade ago because it has to do with holographic simulation theory. At that time, they, what, was 15 seconds the number then, too? Or? I can't remember the date, but there was a definite delay, and it all had to do with uh, you know some PhD that I can't comprehend what he was saying, but you know that was the gist of it, that we're all on a delay because of the signal in the simulation. So Elon Musk was right. Well, there you go. There you go right there. And then 15 seconds, you'll hear me say, there you go. So there you go with that as well. Ah, science. Crazy stuff. All right, two more big hours to get to. Hang on back in just a moment. Good morning. It is 7.07 here on the KCO Day radio program. Glad to have you along here on your uh, Wednesday. Got the Groundhog Day thing going on here in like, um, I don't know, 13 minutes or so. Sure, we'll all be very interested to uh, hear what uh, they have to say. And again, I will offer my uh, standard uh, plan when you have one groundhog that disagrees with another groundhog. Uh, death match, so you can see which one's right. Uh, thus far, nobody's taken me up on it, but you know what are you gonna do, man? You gotta. Sometimes you just gotta keep pestering people, letting them know what a good idea this is. People fight chickens, people fight dogs. Why can't we fight groundhogs? That's what I'm saying. All right, hold on. Let me grab this call real quick. Uh, Chris, what's up? Hey, good morning, guys. Appreciate y'all. Let me say real quick first. I spent a month working in Michigan, the whole month of January, and I listened to y'all in the mornings through iHeartRadio, and it just made my mornings feel like I was at home. So I want to thank y'all for being there. 
But Absolutely. what I called is a couple years ago, uh, I had a, one of those groundhog days rooting around in my garden, and I shot it. And I just swung it out in the woods. The next night, my barn burned down. Now, I never thought nothing about it until I heard this story about mm-hmm. the uh, what's going on up north there. So I don't know what's going on, man. Well, I'm just saying, you know, what uh, what what may have caused the death of this groundhog? I mean, they, they, they believe it to be old age, but it's not like they've done a groundhog autopsy. I'm just saying this the, is a, com- about, it's a competitive business. Well, no, 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 I'm, getting, I'm looping back around to this. And it would prove that they are vengeful animals. So you grease this one groundhog that's tearing all your stuff up, and then the relatives perhaps are like, uh, you know, uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get even with Chris, and then boom, there goes your barn, man. Can't win. That's what I'm saying. All right, look, so. y'all have a good day and a good thank y'all for on the radio. It made me feel like I was at home. I drove three or four hours every morning while I was up there, and uh, man, it, it was just it's like I was at home, and I appreciate y'all. All right, well, very cool. Thank you, Chris, for the uh, for the call there. Appreciate that. Oh, somebody wants to talk about this. Um, also, obviously, we're, we're continuing to follow this story up there in uh, Winston-Salem. Uh, the fertilizer plant that's on fire, officials, they don't know. Um, I mean, they know that it's burning, and it, it, it could burn itself out, and that would be great. And that's, you know, that's probably best-case scenario here, and they, they can get in and figure out what happened and uh, go from there. But there's also the part where, uh, you know, there's a bunch of ammonium nitrate. And we've seen examples where that ammonium nitrate has essentially, with the accelerant or whatever accelerants around it, exploded. Uh, the largest example in recent memory was Beirut. Uh, also, a fertilizer plant explosion in West Texas uh, about, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, that killed 15 people. Let's see here. Joe, what's up? Hey, morning, Casey. Morning. So uh, if I remember correctly, Beirut had 400 tons of ammonium nitrate stored that they had taken off of, I think it was a Russian freighter that um, owed taxes, so they confiscated the load. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash 
on the right. That's for Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. And on the news report just now, it said there's hundreds of tons in Winston-Salem. So Yeah, there's six 600 as the number. 600. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no, that's that's not good at all. Beirut, by comparison, was 2,750. So, thankfully, okay. not, not quite as much, but it doesn't take that much. There's been uh, that one down in Texas had less than 600. So, um, you just hope it doesn't go, but I, you know, I want to make sure people under... Hopefully that dude wasn't, like, standing next to it. Um, but, no, it's important to understand, because a lot of times people are like, I'm not leaving. I don't care what they say. I'm not evacuating. Well, watch some of those videos and, you know, just uh, be careful out there. Uh, everyone's talking about Groundhog Day. I, st- I don't get it. Ross thinks it's a Druid thing. Or did you did you read that somewhere? You saw a documentary. What was it? Uh, no, they did a thing on America's First News. Oh, this morning? Okay, I didn't hear it, but. All right, so they were saying it goes. It's a druid holiday. Do they uh, have yeah, little I was, robes I was for them? I'm not sure. Depends on the weather, I guess. Depends on the hinge the location. But they said, I believe they said it went back to like the fourth century. Be a tiny little hinge, wouldn't it? You're gonna operate from a groundhog perspective. I mean, the whole thing is still about seeing light and shadow. So uh, there is that. Do they have little groundhog sacrifices and stuff with a tiny little knife, or how did that work? Little groundhog pyramid. They just keep bringing them up one by one up to the uh, top. Make sure the harvest is good. I've got a lot of questions. Johnny, go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah, the, the groundhogs don't work out. There's only one thing to do. You got to call Chuck E. Cheese to be the groundhog. So you want a giant, you want some uh, underpaid intern stuffed into a, a rat costume? That's it. Uh, stuff them in a hole. Where he can't get out, or he can try to, and you know, oh, do okay. something with Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. All right. Well, as long as the salt is involved, I'm in, sir. So good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Wouldn't even be the worst job I've had. So buried up to your neck in a in a Chuck E. Cheese costume. Boy, everyone is all over the groundhog stuff. Jim, what's up? Good morning, Casey. I just want to point out as I. Remember every uh, year this t- this day that there is hypocrisy throughout the nation. Uh, apparently, you're allowed to wake up a groundhog at the crack of dawn to predict your weather in some weird ritual, but you can't drop a possum on New Year's Eve. It's just, it's horrible. Uh, um, right, the, and uh, the old possum drop controversy, yes. North America's only marsupial, and also, if I could get a plug-in for the, the beaver, I think an underappreciated... Uh, mammal in our society. So anyway, go possums, go beavers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. I don't know how beavers entered into this, but whatever. Uh, Bob, go right ahead. Um, I guess you were talking about the 15-second delay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to trying to give you one there, but um, what what I had heard is that your your brain tends to focus on what's like in the very middle of the screen or what the action is that you're focused on, and you exclude everything outside of that. So, like when you're watching the game and your wife comes in and asks you a question, you don't you don't hear that because you're not focused on that. You're not processing it. 
And unless yeah. you were like naked and got right in front of your field of view and then waved your hands or waved something else, then you probably wouldn't break off from the game. Have to well, I, well, I think it on depends game. on how's the game going. Is, is is like the fourth quarter and overtime shootout between the Bills and Chiefs? Because you know, she. <laughs> It's just, she, it's, she, just, it's just nature. You can't you can't avoid that. It's nature, so it's not really a problem. Yeah. Well, but it still becomes your problem because you're inconsiderate and you get called all the names. All right, Bob, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. That was weirdly specific, wasn't it? Just saying, if you're over at Bob's house watching the game, could get interesting. So, um, what is this? No, stop sending me email. We're not evacuating. Ross, are you telling people to email me to say that we should evacuate and then act like they know what they're talking about? It's very fixed on the call screener here. You know, you know, if if, if you want a real holiday, you know what we should have been talking about yesterday. Uh, do you know what yesterday was? I think a lot of people don't because it's not really a thing over here, but it is over in Ireland. Uh, uh. Uh, Saint Bridget. Do you know? Uh, do you know the story of Saint Bridget, one of the three patron saints of Ireland? Everybody knows Saint Patrick, right? So this was my favorite story when I first heard it, and it was yesterday, and I completely spaced on it. So uh, the feast of Saint Bridget, uh, which happens to fall on the Celtic first day of spring, which was uh, February first. If you don't know this story, because I just know you love learning stuff, and you'll love learning this. I'll share it with you coming up next. Hang on. Celebrating 10 years of keeping you connected. This is 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, 722, good morning. KCO Day radio program. Just because I think this is cool, and I forgot to mention it yesterday, and I feel like it's much cooler than uh, some fuzzy critter telling me whether it's going to snow some more. So one of Ireland's three patron saints, uh, uh, St. Bridget, uh, yesterday was St. Bridget Day, and then actually goes into the evening and then over, and it marks the first uh, day of Celtic spring. All right, so what did this saint do? Well, the story is that uh, the Saint uh, Saint Bridget was working in a leper colony, and she discovered that they ran out of beer. Can you imagine working in a leper colony or anywhere, I guess, in uh, Ireland, and you figured out you ran out of beer? So, um, and and you know, understand that beer was consumed. You ever see a chart of like when the founding fathers? How much alcohol they consume, how much beer they consume. Oh yeah, it's amazing. It crazy. Yeah. Same it's thing crazy. too when they came over on the uh, when they came over when they crossed the uh, the Atlantic. Yeah, it, it was like a source of nourishment. Right. Absolutely. And you know, one of the reasons there was a lot of alcohol is there was a higher likelihood that you weren't going to get sick off of it. Right. Exactly. So, and there's the part where there is some. Some nourishment, uh, but uh, uh, back in the day uh, when uh, Saint Bridget was doing her thing, this was this was a big deal. This was the source of hydration and nourishment for the lepers. So um, let's see here. 
Back into this. So channeling a little divine intervention, she answered the prayers of the thirsty lepers by turning the water they used to bathe, that's right, bath water, into beer. You know, a little spin on the on the whole water to wine Jesus thing. And not just any beer, according to the official record of this, uh, quote, it, the beer was described as a brilliant beer enjoyed by one and all. And she didn't stop there. Another part of the legend said she succeeded in turning dirty bathwater into beer for the clerics who were visiting the leper colony um, where she was based after the story had gotten out that she turned bathwater into beer. And then she kept doing it and supplied some 18 churches with enough beer to last from Holy Thursday through the end of Easter, despite only having one barrel to her name. So there's a little bit of a spin there on the the you know the, the loaves of bread and the fish. Essentially, she was a, everyone was was in, for 18 parishes was able to stay hammered, uh, basically over the course of Lent, um, by one barrel of beer that would it never it never ran empty. Now is that the most Irish saint ever or what? Absolutely. So now they have St. Bridget's Day, and um, yeah, poems and all sorts of stuff. But uh, it is a, a spring holiday thing that they do there. All right, we're going to have to get into this. was kind of consuming this during the break. So uh, yesterday evening, Axios published what is a uh, purported to be a leaked document from the White House Situation Room on the eve of the Afghanistan withdrawal. And you're not going to believe this. Apparently, apparently the administration was just kind of winging it. I know. I, 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 you know, it's, it's shocking to me. I mean, of course, it, it looks like they were just winging it, and this would be confirmation of that. But it's actually far worse. As uh, you're supposed to have a room full of really smart people trying to figure this out, and the more you read into this, uh, which is. Um, what is the name of this summary of conclusions document? So basically, it's a it's the, you know the details of the entirety of the meeting. Uh, the meeting, by the way, took place in the White House Situation Room, August fourteenth, twenty twenty one, and in the memo, you can see that officials within the Biden administration are still scrambling to work out really simple details when it comes to the mass evacuation in Afghanistan. Uh, in uh, one note, the memo reveals officials had only then come to the agreement to contact locally employed staff to gauge interest levels in relocation to the United States. So these idiots honestly thought that once the Taliban swooped in and took over the country, that there were people who were going to be a, a big-time fence-sitters on the concept of evacuating. When in reality, I think they had to... As any thinking person would realize the majority of people in Afghanistan who have the potential to relocate are probably not going to want to be around when the Taliban shows back up. And you saw that. There was a story this week where they were uh, the Taliban was executing or imprisoning former Afghan officials, something they specifically said they weren't going to do. Oh, my goodness, they lied. Crazy stuff. The notes also revealed that officials hadn't yet sorted out exactly what countries would be transit points for those needing to leave Afghanistan. 
So they're they're literally trying to plan the evacuation and the relocation of thousands of people on the eve of this. We'll get you a little more from this uh, from this story because it's just bonkers, man. Like somebody just at the last minute thought of it. Like, okay, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get Afghanistan. Uh, we're gonna leave Afghanistan. Hey, I wonder if anyone's gonna want to leave. We should look into the show after the show is on the iHeartRadio app. Search KCO Day for the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. All right, good morning, 735 here on the KCO Day radio program was just uh, going over some of the um, details of this uh, this document that uh, was published by Axios last night. Basically, it was the, the meeting notes uh, from a meeting in the White House Situation Room on the 14th of August um, when all of a sudden it appears that somebody in the administration on the cusp of uh, the handover goes, oh my goodness, um, you know what we never really talked about? What happens if people want to leave? And then they they scramble and they have this meeting where it's apparent from the meeting notes they are woefully underprepared. Uh, at that on uh, the um, I guess the to do list that emerged in that document was the State Department and the DoD. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right should then begin planning transit processing for evacuees after departure from Kabul. The uh, NSC staff will chair a small group discussion to explore ways to engage Canada and other third countries, such as the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO allies, uh, to host Afghan allies at risk who have either not been vetted or received limited vetting. The meeting took place uh, over the course of an hour. So they spent a whole hour figuring out what they were going to do. By that time, Taliban fighters had reached the outskirts of Kabul, according to the timeline of events put together by the Washington Post. The very next day, on August 15th, Taliban fighters seized Kabul. 
and everything else, basically, for that matter. Because remember, there was that lead-up where they were seizing outlying provinces. So we saw that coming, and that was in the lead-up. Then they pull the trigger, and they roll right into Kabul, and they, they, you know, they take that thing down right away, jam up the airport, and we get the whole scenario that we had gotten. And the federal government spent an hour the day before actually planning how they were going to handle it. Because it didn't occur to anybody or something. I don't even know. Absolutely crazy. Speaking of crazy, did you see... Oh, wait, did we get a ruling from the groundhog? I'm sorry. We, we blew right past that because I want to talk about stuff that I, I wanted to talk about. Uh, would you let me know what Puckstani Phil had to say, please? All right, Ross is going to look up this very important breaking news. I'll even get the breaking news sounder out, so tell me when you're ready. We'll fire that bad boy and get you all educated on that. Dude, I was looking at some rating stuff. Do you know in certain demographics that Tucker Carlson is now beating CNN and MSNBC in Democratic viewers? Sorry, just something I stumbled across this morning. I was digging through some of the numbers. This is getting so bad, man. You're CNN, you're down 90% year over year. I don't even know what you do. I, the, I, what they did do is they gave Don Lemon a second show yesterday. They announced that. So, all right, do we have a, do we have a groundhog ruling yet? Really? The little bastard sleeping in? Well, that's one of those things I figured would be smeared everywhere the moment it happened. Craziness. All right, well, we'll get that um, to you when we know. Uh, and uh, speaking of crazy, did you see the riot brawl, whatever you want to call it, at the Golden Corral up in uh, Philly or just outside of Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this wasn't just a, you know, a table, one table fighting another table. This was pandemonium. This man who used to work at the Ben Salem Golden Corral says he was told by a current employee about the initial altercation. From what I heard, it was over steak. Um, apparently somebody cut in line. His friend heard the same details. There was a shortage of steak and yeah, two parties like were involved. Take a close listen, and a man can be heard saying, all I wanted was some steak. <laughs> I don't know why I find that part so All I wanted was some steak. I didn't want a giant riot involving our whole families and everybody else here at the Golden Corral. I just wanted some steak. Six more weeks of winter. That bastard. Need some dude up on a grassy knoll with his snipe. Anyway. Um, all right, so six more weeks of winter on that. Is there anything you're 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 a golden corral enthusiast, or you? I guess you probably were pre-COVID. Um, is there anything on the golden corral buffet that you would fight somebody over? I was trying to think about it, and I don't think so. What's your favorite stuff there? The chicken's pretty good, isn't I it? I don't even remember anymore. Yeah, they used to have like a certain day where they had chicken wings and stuff, but it, I mean, you it was go okay. This is what supply, people want to know. Yesterday we were talking, what would happen if the truckers took a week out? There you go. There's a minor supply chain issue. Some man just wanted steak. Somebody else cut in line. They weren't rationing the steak properly. 
and it 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 turned into the complete societal breakdown inside of a golden corral. What about the chocolate fountain? Don't they have multiple? They have other fountains too. Like if somebody cut in line and got all the rest of the chocolate fountain stuff, I think some people'd be upset. I know if you go over to that big Asian buffet, uh, which is uh, across the street from the Golden Crown on Capitol Boulevard, um, you got the crab legs, right? That's enough to fight somebody over. And they have a sign-up. They're like, just take this many. And you see people walking away with the totality of the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean full of crab legs. Let's see here. They estimate how many people were involved. It's hard to tell because, again, it's just absolute pandemonium. Um, police confirm the brawl may have involved more than 40 people and happened following an argument among customers over the last stake. Former employee Dylan Becker says, I've never seen anything quite like it at a Golden Corral. Becker used to work at the location. Says he was told, well, you heard it right there. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, told, <coughs> now I'm allergic to something. That's wonderful. Maybe it's the idea of not being steak that is causing my body to, re uh, not having steak, uh, causing my body to recoil this morning. Uh, from what I heard, it was over steak. Apparently somebody cut in line. Uh, there was a shortage of steak. Two parties involved. When one family cut in front of another family, people are just the worst, man. Golden Corral didn't answer any emails asking if a lack of steak caused the melee. Well, what'd you think they were going to do? I got a comment on it. A bunch of uh, people out of control in one of their locations. It's not Golden Corral's fault. You only have as much steak as you have. Um, uh, in a short statement, uh, JK Hospitality, which is the franchisee of that particular location, said, thankfully, no serious injuries reported. Uh, safety of our guests, co-workers, top priority. Police are working to figure out who started the fight, and that person could face several charges, including simple assault. So uh, watch out there. All right, 888-934-7874. Yeah, I, we're looking at it. People want to know what Walter Wally has to say. That's who I, again, this is who I tried to organize the first cage match with the Raleigh Groundhog, and Puxitani Phil. And you like dip them in glass and all that, and off you go. So, just, you know, just my two cents. Ray Stajic from the Weather Channel is probably quite sick of talking about groundhogs by now. Um, <laughs> you know? Well, no, it's got to be so... Here's why it's got to be such a jerk move for you, because it, the implication is that a dumb rodent can do your job. Um, well... <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, right? No. All right. Think. Well, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it's a tough day. And, you know, it's funny. Yesterday, Casey, we were talking about when Groundhog Day was. And you know what? I didn't really even think it was today. It, it's it's gotten so far out of my mind, maybe because of the commercialization of it, that it's just, I don't want to say it. Maybe I shouldn't. But, honestly, it's become irrelevant to me. I think he said six more weeks of winter because I have to pay attention because of yes. the position that I'm in. So six more weeks of winter. How about that? Well, that's that's what uh, the little rodent here says. I haven't seen what our local yeah. rodent says. So we'll uh, we'll report on that when we know. But um, mm -hmm. for now, though, uh, we are going to get yeah. what's going to feel feel like us getting away from winter. Going to be pretty nice today, but uh, it's probably yeah. not going to last.
No, it won't. And, um, you know, a changeable weekend forecast tail end of the weekend, it may be accurate that we're getting back into six weeks of winter with maybe some snowflakes flying around. But uh, we'll wait and talk about the springtime temperatures first. Got a few clouds today. 60 rain showers tomorrow, 70, near 70 degrees tomorrow. And I think most of our rain is going to come tomorrow night into Friday. Friday looks cloudy and rainy. Highs in the upper 60s, maybe 70 in spots. And then the bottom's going to fall out on temperatures as we go on through a later Friday into Friday night. But the precip's going to be gone. Friday night and Saturday morning, we're back near freezing, 32. And then sunny Saturday, only in the mid-40s, 20s at night. And then as we get into Sunday morning, guidance suggesting maybe a weak low developing to our south-southeast and maybe some snow showers or flurries Sunday morning. Highs in the 50s or near 50 in the afternoon. So if we do get snow or some light snow or flurries and we dust the ground, it's not going to accumulate. Um, either way, though, it looks like we'll have a chilly day Sunday, then getting back above average early next week. Next cold dump uh, forecast to get in here sometime uh, Thursday, Friday of uh, next week. So I think we're okay, KC, with the temperatures and the winter precip for now. Maybe a little touch Sunday. Other than that, pretty good, decent amount of rain coming, especially tomorrow night into Friday. All right, man. Uh, do appreciate it, and we'll talk in an hour, okay? Yes, sir. All right, there you go. Ray Stajic from the uh, Weather Channel. Um. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Yes, Jason, what's up? Uh, I was telling Ross that I recently visited the Golden Corral in North Carolina, and they don't even have steak on the buffet. You have to purchase it if you want steak with your meal. That just ain't right, man. So, so I guess much, they, pre- so, they prevent the fight up there. <laughs> well, but uh, up in Pennsylvania, apparently it was part of the deal. Because I, like, I would understand if you paid for it and then some guy swooped in on it. Right. I know I used to have steak on the buffet, and I was, like, expecting that when I got there myself. But mm-hmm. then when I got there and we bought our, our dinner, it, it had a little sign right above the register saying, if you want steak, it's going to cost you this much. Which one was it? Which one is the Golden Crow you went to? Uh, Roxborough. Roxborough, okay. All right, yeah. noted. Uh, yeah, that ain't right. I'm sorry. All right, Jason, appreciate the yep. uh, spy report there. Uh, have yourself a good one. You charge an extra for steak. What is this world coming to, man? People think a bunch of truckers couldn't shut down our economy, shut down uh, a polite society. These people beat each other's brains out over steak. At Golden Corral. What do you think that would look like on a nationwide scale? Do the math. Contemplate. We'll be back. Hang in home care starts with a great match. Comfort care can help you find the right fit for a parent or loved one. From companionship to personal care, Comfort Care offers different levels of assistance. Our franchisees thoughtfully match clients and caregivers for the best fit possible. A great match gives families peace of mind knowing their loved one is getting professional care and a friendly smile. Find your caregiver match at ComfortCare.com. Each office is independently owned and operated. Celebrating 10 years and still going strong. Thank you. KC is on 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right. So um, and I, I had to assume that in some cases they'd be doing this virtually because uh, all things COVID. What I didn't, what I didn't see coming 
is the timing of all of this. So I was checking in on various uh, weather-predicting critters here in North Carolina. Uh, Sir Walter Raleigh, or Sir Walter Wally, oh, that name, uh, in Raleigh. What time do you think this little bastard gets up? You ready? Noon. Noon. I thought you had to do this thing in the morning. But no. Apparently, uh, the uh, the event, which will be virtual uh, again this year, was virtual last year, uh, will take place at 12 o'clock. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on on the right, that's for Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. And it's not e- and and the groundhog's not even in Raleigh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Check this out. Uh Wally made a prediction from the snowy mountains of Tennessee. Uh, anyway. Let's see, what else do we got? Um, who else has ground? Garner's got one. Its name is Snurd. It's going to do its thing at 10 a.m. to 12.15, so I guess somewhere in that window. That one I guess you can go to if you're uh, so inclined. And I do you, in Apex, they've got a flipping armadillo. They don't even have a groundhog. So apparently any critter, you know, Ross, we need our own weather predicting uh, uh, mammal uh, here on the show. I'm thinking uh, honey badger, wolverine. I want something angry. I want something when it comes out of its whatever it's hiding in to predict the weather. It wants to fight you. How about a weather predicting pit bull? We use rabid wolves in Wake Forest. Is that what you use? We you do. use rabid wolves. And it's not the shadow. It's if it kills you, there's going to be six more weeks of winter. Oh, okay. Yeah, the handler, so, the person that brings it out. So the, whoever the designee is, right. which is, uh, I'm sure, a great honor, right? It is. To be <laughs> yes, me. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll see. What, the, what time do the rabid wolves uh, murder or not murder their handler? Uh, 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Oh, wow, okay. All right, so, um, so that's something to look forward to. Yes, uh, in Apex, Sylvia the Armadillo, that'll be at noon. How did you get it? Oh, okay, so here's the story. Um, apparently, the city wanted to have their own groundhog, but when they uh, tried to get one, the 
I guess the place you go to buy groundhogs was like, we're fresh out of groundhogs. The supply chain issue is a mother. Let me tell you what. Um, instead, Animal Adventure Sanctuary and Nature Park, which is actually in Coates, uh, volunteered Sylvia the Armadillo. So that's a thing now. Um, oh, Chimney Rock. Here we go. They do a big event over there. Um, this year they have a new one because their other one died or something. I don't know. Uh, so they have a new armadillo, or armadillo, excuse me, uh, um, groundhog. Its name is Pumpkin. According to the Chimney Rock Park, uh, the pumpkin has moved south from a New York Wildlife Rehabilitation Center due to what? Due to brain damage, which prevents him from surviving in the. So not only are you going to use a rodent to predict the weather. But you got one who's got like brain damage, and I'm supposed to take that remotely seriously or something? What? Uh, so how do you know? Is it like depending on which ear it tries to bite of its own? We're so happy to have pumpkin at Chimney Rock. Oh, and pumpkin is also going to predict the winner of the Super Bowl. Well, of course, pumpkin is. And why wouldn't pumpkin? Ah, uh, anyway. Well, 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 it is uh, creeping up on 8 o'clock, uh, still to come here on the show. Uh, we got a little music news for you. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is suspended. I know you're all very sad about that. We'll give you the details. And wait to hear the meeting that took place at Georgetown University. Oh, we're all so soft these days. Everybody, it is 8.07 here on the uh, Wednesday edition of the KCO Day radio program. Yes, I know the news is dominated by predictions made by rodents across the country, but, you know, there's other actual stuff going on to help us break down uh, some of it. Our own Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson joins us this morning. Mark, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you, Casey? Uh, very good. Uh, obviously, you're probably being a uh, a guy from the triad. Uh, you're probably keeping an eye on what's going on over there in Winston-Salem with this fertilizer fire. Um, dangerous stuff up there, and unfortunately, I'm already seeing uh, you know some who are trying to turn this into a, a social justice issue. Have you seen this? Uh, I have not seen the details of it, uh, but uh, uh, you know, whenever things like this happen, there's always going to be some some lunatics who come out of the fringes of society who come out and don't focus on what's important. They focus on the tiny issue that they're concerned with and try to make that of uh, the entire scope of what's happening. They're not worried about who got killed. They're not worried about the damage. They're not worried about any potential uh, economic impacts it may have. They're just worried about that little crazy idea that they have in their head. So it doesn't surprise me that someone's doing that. Yeah, well, the fact remains that literally thousands of North Carolinians are uh, are having to evacuate from their home uh, with what's going on there, and and they don't even. It, 
focus on. Yeah. We should focus on focusing right now on helping those people who are being affected uh, 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 physically, financially. Uh, you know, we should be focused on helping those people and making sure they're going to be okay and, and trying to take care of them. We can sort out all the rest of that uh, when it's over. We, um, you know, likely there will be, from a legislative standpoint, there'll be some knee-jerk reaction by uh, by legislators. It's what they always do. Um, and, you know, one of the concerns is is that the building, the facility is like 80 years old. Uh, and, yeah. and the issue that people are having is they're like, well, there's a lot. Why are all these neighborhoods? Why is this in the middle of a neighborhood, which is a, a, a um, high minority neighborhood? It just shows you how how horrible it is and how they'll stick anything into a BIPOC community. And I'm sitting here reading this, and I'm like, you know what? I bet they do, the people who are sitting there and they're staying at a friend's house, or they're staying with relatives, wondering if an explosion is going to decimate their home, give two craps about any of this. And this is where we find ourselves. Yeah, it's true. And then we have to also look at, and I, I don't know this, so I can't speak with authority on this, but how did it, how did that thing, how did, how did that get there? Uh, right. Was it there? And, and who lived there before? You know, if it's been there for 80 years, uh, who knows who lived there before? So right. there are a number of things that go into play. That's not, again, that is not what we need to be focused on right now. We need to be focused on making sure that everybody's safe and secure and that uh, we need to be worried about those who may have been injured or killed. Uh, we, You know, those are the things that we need to be concerned with right now to make sure that we minimize uh, people's suffering as much as possible and those who have been greatly affected. So, uh, you know, all those folks are, are throwing out yeah. speculation. Uh, we need to shove them aside and get done what we need to get done. Thankfully, it looks like at this point nobody's been killed or severely injured, but, you know, there's the yeah. possibility, again, of an explosion. And we saw one of these down in West Texas a number of years ago, and when it exploded, it killed 15 people. And yeah. there are going to be some people who say, you know what, I'm not leaving my house. You see it during any evacuation, yeah. and, um, yeah. you know, that's that's, yeah, well, that's I, the potential. From, from, uh, from my recollection, uh, I believe that, one of the largest industrial accidents in our history, nation's history, happened in Texas, uh, at Texas City. Uh, a, a, a ship full of fertilizer exploded, and it nearly destroyed the entire city. Uh, so it's yeah. very, very dangerous situation. And, we, you know, like I said, right, right now we need to be focused on safety and security for folks, trying to minimize the damage as much as possible. We uh, we also have some action in the North Carolina Supreme Court. The uh, redistricting slash, I guess, election case is making its way there. I, I know we spoke about this. There was a push by both the left and the right to try to get three of the justices to recuse themselves for various, what they said, conflicts of interest, like, um, you know, the fact that Eric Holder's uh, redistricting people basically funneled money to one of their campaigns apparently wasn't enough. Phil Berger Jr. for daring to share a name with his father. Um, but all of them are going to stay in this. Uh, currently, it's 4-3 Democrat majority. Even though it was a bipartisan appeals court panel that upheld it, what are your hopes for what the Supreme Court of North Carolina is going to do? You know, you never can say with the courts these days, uh, particularly with so many activist judges out there. You can't say what they're going to do, but... I can say this, Casey. You take go back and take a look at maps on, uh, and those maps were gerrymandered to the absolute maximum. 
It, it, would, it blows your mind when you go back and you look at those maps. Then you look at the maps that Republicans draw. They don't look anything like that. And, and these folks are obviously just using the court system as a power play to try to, uh, to, try to make sure that they keep some type of power in, in Raleigh. And here's the problem with that, Casey. Uh, it would be fair to say that if uh, their policies were winning policies, but the reason why they have to resort to the courts is because they don't have one policy leg to stand on. Everything that they do across the state, everything they do across this nation, it fails. And not only does it fail, it fails colossally. You look at uh, the way North Carolina has been turned around under Republican leadership in this state, how businesses are flocking here, and why. They're not flocking here because Governor Cooper is a nice, uh, a nice guy. They're flocking here because Republicans have made this a business-friendly state that grows opportunity for people across the state. Uh, uh, the same is true in California. California is literally falling apart the same. Why? Because of bad leftist policy. And then you contrast that with a state like Florida, which is firing on all soldiers. And why? Because it's operating on conservative uh, principles. So uh, that's what they have. That's the only straw that they've got. That's the last straw they've got to grasp at to retain power because they cannot convince people in enough numbers uh, to keep them in, in, in their seats because they don't have a political leg to stand on. The governor, by the way, just signed his 70th, 70th veto. Uh, far outpacing uh, pretty much uh, the totality of everything we've seen by almost double now. Um, there's a lot of really interesting behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Um, like, there are groups out there, you talked about using the courts to get what you want. There are groups out there that are trying to essentially work the elections board here to somehow be able to remove candidates from consideration. Uh, they're targeting Madison Cawthorn uh, at the moment. Uh, his, uh, I guess, his campaign has filed a lawsuit uh, to uh, not allow this. How dangerous is it if uh, somehow, some way, they're able to get the state board of elections to be the arbiter of who can or cannot run for office? That, again, that is exactly what they want. Their arguments are so paltry, and not only the arguments paltry, their record is so paltry. That what they need to do is eliminate anyone who is a good candidate with great ideas, who is going to continue to push the successful agendas that have worked in our state and our nation. They need to wipe that clean. They need to make sure that you are not part of the conversation so that voters cannot hear from you, so they can continue to push the ridiculousness that has failed the people of this state and this, and this nation. That is the only thing that they have left. I, I made a Facebook post the other day. Some people didn't like it, but I don't care. Because it's absolutely true. The left doesn't have one leg to stand on, Casey. Not socially, not morally, not spiritually, not politically, not scientifically. They don't have one leg to stand on. Their last resort is to push anyone with any common sense and decency out of the equation so they can totally rule uh, by totalitarianism. That is their last resort. And they're trying every method they can to try to do that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on on the right, that's four Patriots, the number four, Patriots.com slash on the right. Let's talk about morality for a moment. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. There's a story out of the triad um, where a man who is uh, in great need of a uh, kidney and is currently, uh, his kidneys are operating, I believe, 4% uh, was at Wake Forest Baptist, and they told him if he wants to get the kidney transplant, he's going to have to get the vaccine. And he explained to them that he's had COVID twice, including recently. And they so he doesn't feel he needs it. Now they're not going to give him a kidney transplant. And some spokeshole over at the hospital there at Wake Forest issued a statement that basically said, well, this is standard practice in U.S. hospitals. So they're not legally obligated to kill this guy, but they're willing to kill this guy. Have you seen this story? I have not, but I've seen stories like it, and I'm going to tell you what, it's deplorable. It is absolutely deplorable for a medical professional to deny someone for a kidney transplant over a vaccine for a uh, an ailment that has a 98 to 99% uh, survival rate. That is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You're going to watch this man die because he won't do basically what you want him to do, not what he needs to do. But what you want him to do, look, I've said this a thousand times. I am not against the vaccine. I believe as an elected official, it is my job to make sure that if you want the vaccine, it is available to you no matter who you are. But here's what else should be available to you. Ivermectin should be available to you. Monoclonal antibodies should be available to you. And they should be available to your doctor. And your doctor should have the freedom to treat you with the medical profession, medical professionalism that he's been trained with. The person that we should be trusted in this situation uh, is your, the person that you trust and choose as your doctor. It shouldn't be Joe Biden. It shouldn't be Governor Cooper. It shouldn't be Mandy Cohen. And it shouldn't be me. It should be trusted, the trusted medical professional that you put your life, whose uh, life you put your hands in. That should be your doctor. That's the person who should have the freedom to treat you the way you and he, he or she sees fit. And so all of this uh, totalitarianism that we're seeing through the medical uh, field, it's just another, another push as far as I'm concerned, pushing, uh, pushing us away from freedom and moving us into the realm of totalitarianism. And it's very sad. Very well, how, do you, how do you push back, though? This is, this is my question, and, and here's why I ask. You know, the hospital systems here in North Carolina, they're not pure capitalist endeavors, right? Mm-hmm. There, is a, there is a certain entwining with government. And so what I guess I don't understand is, is why these guys are not incentivized to not do things like that. Um, I, know, I know Republicans don't want to 
uh, be the party of big government. But let's face it, at the end of the day, they love making laws like, just like the rest of them. This seems like an easy thing to essentially say, look, um, you know, there's a certain intermingling of state funds. There are programs. There is oversight provided at the state level. And you're not going to sit here and kill a guy and then issue a heartless press release uh, from, you know, we would call them Baghdad Baptist Bob, whoever the spokesperson is over there. It's 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 morally repugnant. So what what can people do or should they do anything other than just speak out about it? Uh, you know, here's my, here's the thing. Uh, what the future is going to look, how we're going to get to the future, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be a tough legal battle. It's going to be a tough legislative battle. Uh, but the battle has to be fought. But I can't tell you what the future should look like. And I, I don't know how we get there yet. But this is where I believe we should have our mindset here in North Carolina. We should, have, we should take a look back at what's happened during COVID. We should look back at all the terrible things that have happened. We should look back at such cases, like the case you mentioned. And we should look back at all the, uh, the, the mandates and all, all. We should look at all of that. And we should decide in North Carolina that moving forward that this will not happen again. And we should structure laws. If they're not already on the books, we should structure some laws, uh, craft some laws, that are going to pre- prevent this type of ridiculousness, yes, and I call it ridiculousness, from ever happening again in our state. We've got to stop our uh, what happened with our churches being shut down, our businesses being shut down, uh, with people's medical freedom. That is quite possibly the most dangerous thing that I've seen come out of this. People's medical freedom being stripped away, including doctors who treated during the pandemic without a vaccine, now being told that their medical expertise is not good enough for them to decide to decide whether or not they want a vaccine. We have got to stop this. And the only way we're going to do it is we sit down, reflect on what's happened, what happened, and then craft a plan to make sure that it never happens in the future. And I'm going to be right there with the General Assembly and hope that every member of the General Assembly would be willing to do that. Because what we've seen over the past two years, Casey, Oh, did we lose Mark there? Say that again? Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, you cut out for I'm just a here. moment. Uh, you said what we've seen over the last two years is, and then it cut out. So It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, final question for you, and I'll let you go. Uh, recently, Governor Cooper traveled uh, to the Governor's Conference with Joe Biden, which was really awkward. I don't know if you saw the video of Joe Biden trying to take questions, but um, so... He's sitting there, and uh, and I, I saw, so why didn't you stage a coup? Don't you remember they said you could stage a coup if he left the state? Why did you not stage a coup? So. Uh, well, you know, again, <laughs> despite what Governor Cooper thinks, that's not how we operate. I know Governor Cooper is sitting over in the mansion thinking that evil Mark Robinson is just waiting for a chance to stab me in the back and, and blah, blah, blah. We're not. I have stated several times. From the moment I started running to the moment I took office to now, we are here to work with Governor Cooper. There are things that I know there's got to be something that we agree on, and I think that uh, uh, my hand has always been out to him to work with him. I think one of the things that I would love to see him come out against is some of this filthy materials that we see in our schools. I think that we should be, I thought, that we would be able to agree on that. Me, him, and Attorney General Stein, but apparently that's political for them, too, and they're not, they're not willing to do that. But we don't operate that way, Casey. We're going to let the governor stay the governor, 
uh, and we're going to try to make him ineffective with some super majorities in 2022, and then we're going to try to and just wait for him to be out there in 24 and replace him with somebody who's going to do something different. Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor, um, appreciate the time this morning, as always, and uh, we'll talk soon, sir. All right. Thank you, Casey. We appreciate it. All right. And we will take a break. Be right back here on the KCO Day radio program. A new decade on the calendar and celebrating 10 years on the air. This is 1061 FM Talk in the Triangle and News Talk 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. All right, uh, coming up here in uh, just a few minutes, uh, we'll get into this meeting at Georgetown. If you don't know what's going on there, uh, basically they hired a guy, uh, Ila Shapiro, who took to Twitter and said that, um, what do you say, he said basically the judicial appointments and uh, admissions policies and all that shouldn't be race-based. So, of course, everyone lost their damn mind. So here comes the dean of the law school at Georgetown to uh, take a knee. And- Ten years of news twice an hour and smart talk all day. 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, 836 here on the KCO Day radio program. Just reading over the list here, the... Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced the 17 artists and groups being considered for uh, induction this year. The actual inductees would then be announced in May, but uh, let's go ahead and let's hit this list. Ross, give me a yes or a no if you think they belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, okay? I'll let you be the arbiter here. And by the way, to be eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you just have to have released an album more than 25 years ago. So prepare to feel very old when I read some of these names. All right, uh, number one, Dolly Parton. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Eminem. Yes. It's just because he's a white dude, right? You're literally Whoopi Goldberg right now? Okay. Uh, Lionel Richie. Uh, kind of on the cusp there. I don't know. I don't hate him. Yeah, I've got no, no. He could go in the surge, the uh, uh, classic surgery hall of fame. Yeah, too. but like you know, the first one, you know, Dolly Parton, Eminem, they're legends, right? I mean, like, yeah, Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. I get it, but yeah, I'm I, with you. I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, you mentioned Wolves earlier. Duran uh, Duran, yes, really hungry like the wool. Yeah, that'll get you in a tribe called Quest. Rate, yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people. I think there's a lot of acts that were influenced by Tribe Called Quest, and I think that's um, when you have people who are already in the Hall of Fame who were there, who were already inspired by you. Um, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good feather there. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I mean they are the machine now, but I know that's they've become that's the machine. A- can we can we induct them, but we have to change their name to The Machine? The Machine. <laughs> you, you still didn't watch that comedy bit, did you? I have not. Oh, you should. I've been so should. busy, man. I Really? Really? What were you busy with? I've been, I've been scared of this, you know, the place, the fertilizer thing. Uh-huh. I focused all uh-huh. my energy on that. So you've just been guard, guarding the family and stuff. That's right. From, yeah, uh, being, a man, being a man. 
a hundred and some miles away. Well, good for you. Pat Benatar. Pro- probably yes. Really? So you far, think I mean, most of these are yeses. I mean. Yeah. Dion Warwick. Fellow psychic. <laughs> she also has a gift. <laughs> yeah. Or she knows some people who have a gift. I don't know or, much. I mean, I know, I know, I think most people would say yes, but I'm leaning towards no, but probably yes. Carly Simon. Nah. Nah, I don't think so. Judas Priest. Meh. Really, you're Probably Meg, Judas they'll, they'll Priest? Go they'll go in. But, to be fair, they're one of the few on there that are actual rock and roll acts. <laughs> right. So. Because the definition of the hall has changed. Slightly, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Beck. I love Beck. Love you back you. in the day, dude. You prepare to feel old. Beck is uh, now eligible. Um, Kate Bush. All right, these are the, uh, the quote, other nominees. These are at the bottom. I would say no. Kate. Yeah, Devo. I love Devo. But they only have nobody like one loves, song. Nobody loves Devo. You got to whip it, dude. You got to. Got to crack that whip. How Do you whip it well? Do you whip it badly? How do you whip you it? Give the boys a slip. I think that's a lot. Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, pr- probably mix? not because Devo, I think they, I, I can only think of one song. I know they've had more, but I can only think of one. And I know they worked with Yo Gabba Gabba, and that's about it. Oh, well, there, there you go. There's another feather in your cap right there. Uh, the Eurythmics. Yes, probably. Can you think of another song other than Sweet Dreams? Because uh, it's separate from Annie Lennox, correct? I they like, don't it, know. It, you had, yeah. She was part of it, and then she had a, sing, a single career? Right. Yeah, I probably can only think of one, to be honest. And then she was walking on broken glass, I believe, in her career. So, um MC5 and the New York Dolls. I have no idea who that is. There you go. All right, so that's going to be a hard no. Uh, so anyway, that's the, uh, yeah, those are the acts that they're uh, contemplating for uh, this year's induction. I mean, but Dolly Parton and Eminem, those are, those are no-brainers. Yeah, but they're not rocked acts. So. Yeah, but I mean, it's, a, you know, it's what it is now. It's, now it's, just like, it's, it's like a music hall of fame is what it's become. Yeah, pretty much that and the Country Hall of Fame are the only two legitimate ones. I know that there's some other ones out there. Like, what was the... They had a punk punk rock Hall of Fame. I want to say they had it... I don't know if it's still around. I want to say they had it in uh, in New York, and it was near where uh, CBGB was, which isn't there anymore. It's like a... CBGB, the famous punk rock club, is like a... Uh, it's like a clothing store or something. So, yeah. You know, the irony is we're having this discussion at the same time we're figuring out that a lot of these musicians that were, as you pointed out, like Rage Against the Machine or uh, anti-establishment in the form of Neil Young uh, are literally some of the most establishment jerks on the planet. And um, Rage, literally Rage, I watch Rage Against the Machine. I don't want to say they started what was a riot, but they didn't do anything to stop it during the RNC. And they started burning cop cars at this thing, right? It was the, it was super anti-establishment. F them pigs. They were saying on the stage all sorts of stuff, right? And now they're just like, if you don't do what Doctor Fauci says, you should be deported. And it's like, what happened to you? How did we get here, man? But that's the world we live in, and we got here. If I could suggest, maybe because we're soft. How do I know? I'm reading this article about Georgetown Law Dean William Trainer 
announcing that he would put on administrative leave the law school's Center for the Constitution's uh, new hire, Ilya Shapiro. And uh, this over a, a Facebook post, or excuse me, a Twitter post, criticizing the use of racial preferences in support Supreme Court nominees. That's it. That was the opinion, that you shouldn't use racial preferences when selecting Supreme Court nominees. And for that, students at Georgetown lost their ever-loving mind. So what happens? Administrators hold a I'm sorry meeting, and they say they're sorry a bunch. They suspend somebody for having an opinion that is, is a majority opinion, according to polling this week, by the way. And it just goes downhill from there striking an apologetic tone uh, and, uh, and fielding questions, the dean echoed the language of the activists, assuring the assembled students that he was appalled by the painful nature of Shapiro's tweets and promised to listen, learn, and ultimately do better. At which point, the students started making demands. Demands such as, you ready for this, grade reparations. Not just for the time they spent at the meeting they're at right now, but actual grade reparations for students of color. It went on. It went on further. Yeah, they wanted more diversity training for the uh, staff. Yes, uh, where is my favorite though? Oh, here we go. Uh, another student insisted that students be given a designated place on campus to cry. Is there an office that we can go to? I don't know what it would look like, but we need a place. We need a place where we can break down and cry. We need it now, not in the future. And the administrator uh, said it, it basically took that insanity seriously and said that they will find a place, and if there's not a place, they'll create a place and all that, so they're going to have some cry rooms there at Georgetown. So how do we get to the one place? We get there because we are soft. Absolutely soft, man. Ray Staging from the Weather Channel. He joins us now once again, and a uh, little, uh, little roller coaster. He uh, headed uh, through the rest of the week. Yeah, the groundhog says six more weeks of winter, but springtime temperatures, KC, in the short term, sixty today. Clouds, sunshine. Most of us will be right around that mark, which is uh, almost six degrees above average tonight. Maybe a shower. Then the real changes start coming in as we go on through. Um, the day tomorrow, mostly cloudy tomorrow with a few rain showers. Highs will be close to 70 degrees tomorrow. Well, the rain chances going up tomorrow night late. Friday looks like the worst day of this next stretch of five to seven days. Rain Friday. Highs will be mild in the mid-upper 60s. I would not be shocked if you hear a rumble of thunder on Friday also. But the front will go south. Saturday sunshine, mid-40s. We're going to wake up in the low 30s. It'll be colder at night in the mid-20s. And that could lead us to maybe a brief round of snow showers or flurries early Sunday and then upper 40s to near 50. And if we do get snow Sunday, it all melts. Either way, it doesn't look like a big accumulating snow event on Sunday. Might dust the ground in some spots. KC, certainly more on that as we go on through the next couple of days. But mild and wet, especially on Friday, as the trend will be for mild and wetter weather before the cooler weather returns. By the way, it's not just groundhogs trying to steal your gig. Um, I didn't realize it until I started reading about it. One of our towns here, one of the suburbs of Raleigh, they use uh -huh. an armadillo, a weather armadillo. Oh, okay. So apparently yeah, like the any, holiday critter, armadillo. Any, any critter will do, man. So, I guess so. We've got, you know, I've seen everything. 
I've seen everything. But it said they say six more weeks of winter. Didn't the one groundhog die in Jersey? I wonder what they're going to do there. I think it was a couple of years ago. It probably is. Probably a hit was put out on that groundhog. And then Bill de Blasio (laughs) killed the groundhog up in New York a few years ago. Oh, yeah. That's too bad. So, anyway. All right. Appreciate it, sir. Have Have a good one. We'll talk tomorrow, okay? Okay. Yep. All right, and we'll come back, chat with Jeff Bellinger from Bloomberg News. Coming up next, hang on. One zero six one FM Talk and ninety four five WPTI, two stations driving the best in talk. This is KCO Day and Carolina's Morning News. All right, uh, good morning. It is 8.52. Your Bloomberg update being brought to you by Containers for Less. That's containers, the number for less.com. Jeff Bellinger, what's going on? Well, good morning, Casey. Uh, Yesterday's session on Wall Street got off to a shaky start, but the key indexes ended with solid gains, and the futures are looking good this morning, so we could see a continuation of the uh, buying that stabilized the market yesterday. Uh, Just in, uh, ADP is blaming Omicron for wiping out a lot of jobs last month. The company says private payroll shrank by 301,000 in January, but ADP also points out the government's jolts report showed that employers had a lot of jobs to fill in December, so it's hoped that this uh, setback will be just temporary. Home loan demand was up uh, sharply last week. Mortgage bankers report there was a solid 4% increase in the number of requests for new financing, and the number of homeowners looking to refinance surged nearly 18.5%. Starbucks posted quarterly results after the markets closed yesterday. The coffee company's per share earnings fell short of forecasts, but U.S. store sales for the holiday quarter were up 18%. And Starbucks says it has raised menu prices twice since October. Ford is planning a major overhaul. The automaker is going to reorganize its operations to prepare for the shift to more electric vehicles. General Motors posted a bigger-than-expected profit for the latest quarter, and GM CEO Mary Barra predicted the chip shortage, which is crimped production, will ease in the second half of the year. The major airlines are preemptively canceling flights ahead of a winter storm that's going to affect people across a wide section of the country in the coming days. So if you happen to be traveling to uh, the northeast or central uh, U.S. or parts of Canada, check uh, with your carrier before you go to the airport. And uh, KC, supply chain issues and the high price of meat may be causing some anxiety among consumers, maybe a little too much. A three-minute video of a brawl and an all-you-can-eat buffet has gone viral. It happened at a Golden Corral in Pennsylvania. Initial reports said the fight started because the restaurant ran out of steaks. A spokesman for Golden Corral has since told Bloomberg the restaurant had plenty of steak on hand, so we're not sure why it uh, took place. But if you've seen the video, it's it, it's it's worth a look. You know, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were playing audio from it this morning, and I think that the better description one of the TV stations had was from a guy who um, works there, and he said, or used to work there, and he said he heard from some of his past employee friends that it wasn't so much the steak, it was that a person cut in line and may have taken the last steak that was on the buffet at the time. Oh, how unforgivable. (laughs) You know what? Even more so, then we had callers call in, and they are just like, um, they went to a golden crowd where they're upcharging for steak now. So here in North Carolina. It ain't right, man. It ain't right. No, 
<laughs> it was it was interesting. I was it was I I heard about the the fight, but I was amazed when I saw the video. Oh yeah, yeah. It's because it's literally everybody. All right. Thank yep. you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Okay. Have a good day. Yeah. There you go, Jeff Bellinger from uh, Bloomberg News. So did, was that meant to imply that Jeff would fight somebody for a stake? I don't. He seemed very interested in it. This we'll never know. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended for, uh, I guess, a couple weeks. Sure, it's one of these perfunctory things. Although, who knows? Every now and then, they carve up a sacrificial lamb. Uh, if you don't know why she was suspended, because you haven't been paying attention. Um, well, was this? Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. It is. Well, no, it's Jews about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about and, and race. It's and but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, how do we have to black people see too. them as white people? But, but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. Right. It doesn't matter if... Based on the fact that they felt that they were a superior race and the Jews were inherently in superior race and a specific, a very specific lesser race that they in no way would associate with. So Whoopi Goldberg sitting there running this whole thing and, and she kind of, she didn't even uh, back off of it when she did an interview with Colbert and then eventually she apologized and then they suspended her. But um, the, there, I saw an op-ed this morning where the New York Post told her to get rid of her last name which isn't even her last name, by the way. I don't know if you know this. So Whoopi Goldberg is a totally made-up stage name because she thought her other name was too plain. So she went with Goldberg because she thought it would be shocking to have Goldberg, a Jewish name, attached to a black actress. And then Whoopi because uh, who the hell knows. But um, that combination obviously has served her well. Whoopi Goldberg's actual name is Karen Johnson. Karen, she's a Karen. Karen Johnson. And, you know, the problem is that line of thinking that she's espousing there is inherent to critical race theory and, and many of these other things where you are you are able to describe groups as the oppressors as categorically white or white adjacent, right, in the form of Asians which are referred to in by some, including universities, uh, for the purpose of uh, allocating spots as, quote, white adjacent. And Whoopi Goldberg obviously has bought all of that uh, hook, line, and sinker, man. And, she, and, you know, here's the thing. I'd leave her on there. I don't have to watch The View. You don't have to watch The View. I really don't care. That being said, ABC finds themselves in a bit of a pickle considering that they ousted Gina Carano and uh, several others within the Disney family uh, for arguably uh, much, much, much lesser offenses or things that, frankly, weren't even an offense at all. So who knows what they're going to do, but there you go. Also, we talked about it, and we're getting a weather wolverine here on the show. We're going to feed it meth before it makes predictions. So join in the club. Absolutely. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.